Welcome to the Real Talk, Real Walk podcast with Sean and Rashawn. It's where the counselor talking in the office meets the influencer walking it out on the streets. It is the place where Generation X meets Generation Y, and we bridge the gap between the wisdom of the past and the need to practically walk it out in the present. We do this by helping you uncover the limiting beliefs that have kept you stuck, and then helping you discover what better looks like for you and equipping you with the tools to create it. Need to break the chains that bind you and live the life that inspires you because Real Talk, Real Walk with Sean and Rashawn starts now. Well, how are you, Rashawn? Doing good, Sean. You ready to get going? I'm, I'm ready excited. To, I'm ready to get going today. This is a great topic we're going to talk about. Yes. We're going to talk about the rules of dating have changed. Here's what you need to know in 2019. Here we 2020, go. 2020, 2023, because it's really changed. You know, I think back to the way that I met my wife, my beautiful Tanda, versus the way that you met Denise. Man, two totally different things, right? So, a few decades ago, I met this amazingly beautiful blonde while I was a greeter at a church. I was greeting, and I would see, and this time, almost a thousand people come through the doors, maybe more. Mm. And I would greet them. Truth be told, it was also a way to kind of curate the landscape of who was coming in and my opportunities as a single man. I thought that was a really good move at church. So I had all these opportunities to meet and greet these people coming in. I could meet wow. some new guy friends, maybe meet a girlfriend. And around, <laughs> around that time, this beautiful blonde came in. And when I was walking around later, I saw her again and I reintroduced myself. And we had a great opportunity to conversate face to face to get to know each other. Panda. You know what's funny? <laughs> the one thing that she remembers that first time is she remembers go, go, go. <laughs> She remembers me drinking a Dr. Pepper, which I don't even drink anymore. Really? And slurping it down. I guess it was slurping. my way to not be nervous. <laughs> nice. And you know what my move was? My move was to invite her to my singles church group. Really? My singles life group. I invited her to my singles life group. I said, well, you know, are you in a life group? Oh, you need to come check out my singles, singles life, life group. group. It's about 13 women and about two guys. That's crazy. <laughs> it's a true story. I've heard this story before. It's a true That's, story. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> and since the iPhone had not come on the scene back not then, it. we were going out. If she, you know, she would call and we would hang out and we would talk. And, you know, the texting took a really long time to text. So we didn't text much. It was mostly we had verbal communication. Or we had face-to-face communication. That's what gotcha. we grew up in. That's the landscape of the rules that we played by. What about uh, you? How'd you meet Denise? Of course, you know, we're in a digital age where everybody's... Digital age. Digital savvy. And if you're not online, you out of line. You out of line. I'm out of line. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> you mean on that inner space, that yeah, web space? Sp- exactly, exactly. So web. It was it was a exciting time. I was, uh, of course, in singleness. I just came to Christ and was living up. Well, actually, in Edmond, and I was in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I started this thing called uh, Snapchat Sermons, and I was doing messages online. Really was excited about just you know what was the coming of future and. I didn't know a woman was, you know, Denise was going to be in my future, but oh yeah, I go to Minneapolis on this military training and I did a Snapchat sermon and she came across it and she reached out to me and said, you know, Hey, that, 
that uh story you shared about yourself and you know that lesson you taught on snapchat really touched me and from there we went on uh, how did phone. it touch her yeah 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 i bet it did touch yeah. her in a special way <laughs> yeah. right in the heart yeah yeah but uh she just um she asked me hey well, let's share a story let's share our testimonies and we jumped on the phone and we talked for the longest time after like seven hours the first wow night. Uh, that's really a good never phone plan back yeah I, I really i asked my wife too here's the last little nugget but you gotta because this is pretty memorable i asked my wife um you know what? Have you ever dated a chocolate brother before? <laughs> On the first conversation, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so. Who are you? Who are you talking about? No, <laughs> oh, I guess, I guess me. Oh, you, you, yeah. you're the chocolate brother. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, but we were cracking up. It was really funny, and then yeah, that's sort of how it went down. Technology. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Now, did she know you was a chocolate brother when you guys were talking on the phone? Yeah. Oh, she did? Okay. Because it's a digital world. Right, and you know, right. Snapchat gives you access. Oh, right, yeah, so. right, right. So she, through Snapchat, knew that you was a chocolate brother. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Got exactly. It. But isn't it amazing the difference a few decades can make? Wow. Of when I met my, my beautiful bride, Tanda, and you mm-hmm. met yours, Denise, how much different we interacted to get to the same altar. That's something amazing. And I I think that if you're out there and you're dating or you have kids that are coming of age and you want to equip them or you want to be equipped to be successful in this Mm. digital age to date in a way that you can lead yourself to love, well, we're going to go through the landscape and how it's changed. We just started with our personal stories, which are different. The counselor in the office meets the influencer on the street. Mm. In so many ways, we live this different life, but we have the same father so we're united true. through Christ. So we want to we want to bring those two worlds together in a way to help you understand how to be successful in dating or how to talk to people who are in the dating culture right now because it really has changed. I know as a counselor, I've been able for the last two decades to see the evolution of how people come in, of how much faster wow. the hearts are broken today than they've ever been before. How many more relationships are available to be had? Through not just speed dating in person, but speed dating by swiping right, swiping left, swiping yeah, up, swiping down, good. maybe not swiping at all. And so I wanted to start with, if you want to win at the game, you got to learn the rules and you got to realize that there is a game. Now, I don't mean game that you want to toy with people's hearts, mm. but any game that you play, whether it's football, basketball, you know, Rashawn's a champion chess player. Nah, what I a, wish. Whatever that game is, video games, if you don't play by the rules, you're always going to lose. Mm. You'll either be disqualified, you'll get penalties, or you just will operate outside of bounds and you'll never score. So I want to give you the context of how to move in this age that we're in so that you or the people that you talk to and love can be equipped for success. That's good. Well, the first thing to consider is back in our day, we had a lot of face-to-face, but now it's a lot of phone calls. It's a lot of Snapchats. Yeah. It's a lot of tweeting. It's a lot of Facebook Messenger, Instagram. And you probably have about 3,500 different ways that you communicate through apps. Man, it's a lot of different apps, man. I talk to you. Two your, cell phones. Yeah, right you now. got two cell phones. Three cell phones, including your wife's. Yeah. So all these different ways to get a hold of you. And I just found out from your book writer that... Facebook Messenger was one of the best ways. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Maybe now I know why he hasn't been getting back to me 
in, within the five minutes he usually yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, Facebook Messenger. And also, you know, Facebook owns WhatsApp. So overseas, when I connect with the people I partner with over yeah. there as an influencer, WhatsApp is where it's at, man. Wow, we have WhatsApp. And that's what we use to communicate within our office. Oh, nice. Two locations. It makes cool. a big difference that we all are cohesive. There so we, we, we are even in the digital age, too. So think about the difference in person. You get to know. You go on dates. You know, when I would pick up Tanda, I would go to her house. I'd pick her up. She'd get in the car. We'd go somewhere, and we'd sit face-to-face, and we'd look at each other. And we didn't have a cell phone Got to it. distract us or a cell phone wow. or anything else. It was just us at the table. Wow. Come on. And That's now good. what happens when you go out? You see people from 80s to eight. True. engaged on their phones instead of with their person. Mm-mm-mm. And so it's not always a bad thing, but you need to be aware of the different distractions that are coming in to the relationships today that weren't ever there in the past. And so if one of the people dating has the expectation that we're going to do the old way, and it may be better yeah. in a lot of ways, but we're going to do face-to-face, we're going to connect, you're going to come and get me, we're going to go out to dinner, but then you have somebody else that's a more of a common millennial or somebody that's in that, that era, then they're going to have a lot of tension because one is going to have this expectation that it's okay to text at dinner. It's mm. okay to text when we're talking. It's okay to text when we go on a date in a movie. And then you're going to have another person that has a different set of rules and there's going to be constant tension constant there. Constant tension. Man, that's so, that's so on point, Sean. I just think about it. Yeah. So well, think about it this way. When I'm in person with you, I can read your body language right now. You're smiling. You're Got happy. It. That means you're Dang engaged. It. Got it. But if you're online or on a phone or on a text, I have no idea what you're really thinking. Have you ever heard people talk about how it's hard to hear the tone of a text? And mm. so many people misunderstand the message being communicated because they can't hear the heart or see the body language behind the words wow. on the screen. That's interesting. Now, do you think someone, because I think about a story that I heard recently, a young lady um, fell in love with a prisoner and this guy is in prison and they've been, you know, they fell in love in love through like that pen pal, you know, that yeah, I remember pal that. Yeah. thing. But what's crazy about it, you know, the world sort of in the this world, this generation we're in now is usually predicated all physical attraction and personality, you know, or what whether they or think not we you attract it to right. someone. That's right. But on the other end, what what she was going through, she fell in love, you know, through a pen pal. But wow. Which is kind of weird. You don't hear a lot of those stories. But I think it goes really well with what you're talking about. But it's it may be on a farther. Yeah, yeah farther way end. further out yeah. there. Well, think about this. I remember when I was dating, you know, before I met my amazing wife. And I this one girl, I was at this pool. And she just came out and introduced herself. And we ended up going on a date. And... I got to, you know, picked her up and we were going to go to dinner and a movie. Well, immediately she gets in the car and she's like, can you go get me a water? Mm. I'm like, uh, sure. It's kind of an awkward thing to say. I'm just picking you up and you're asking me to go buy, buy you a water. And she doesn't even get out of the car. She stays in the car while I go in and get the water. And I thought this isn't, this is probably not my kind of speed. So I adapted to going to a dinner and a movie, which would have been an investment to just go into, there was a, a lake, Lake Hefner right across the street from the convenience store that I picked the water up from. I said, let's just go for a walk and kind of get to know each other. So we walked for about, I don't know, 10 minutes and she got too hot. And uh, I said, you know, I said, you know, why don't we just, why don't we just call it? And we, (laughs) and I took her home 
I would have never had that that rapid understanding that she was not my kind of person. She was entitled. She wanted me to buy her water. She got too hot. It was a nice night out, you know, real gotcha. pretty. The lake is there, which is my jam. Dang. And she wasn't about it. And I would have never known that had we just spent five minutes here texting and she gave me her best self or on Snapchat or something like that. And so a lot of times what happens in these relationships today is we don't get to know the person, the real person mm. behind the Snapchat, behind the Facebook, Instagram, wow. tweets, eHarmony profile, unless we have that one-on-one engagement where I get the time and read your body language and get the, you know, you know yeah. how some of us, and I'm one of them, we say, you know, I feel you. I really do. I feel people's presence. I feel yeah. them. You know, I feel they're right. I feel they're off. I feel they're a connecting, trustworthy person. And God speaks to all of us in different ways. True. That's just one of the That's ways good. he speaks to me. Yeah. Well, I don't get that feeling through social media the way I typically get it in person in with somebody. In person. So important. See, a lot of us like to look at, uh, you know, things at face value instead of the value behind the face. And that's what, you know, that's what constantly, you know, we can fall into this trap of thinking something is a lot better off than what it really is. And there's a big challenge to that. The challenge is there's so much ambiguity. There's so much uncertainty. Does he really like me? Does she really think I'm good looking? Am I really worth their time and effort and value? You just don't really know True. if you spend most of your time engaging over a platform that's social and digital instead of in person. Yeah. Now, does that mean it never happens? Absolutely not. I, I've seen so many clients come in from eHarmony or different True. dating site connections that they've met, and it's worked out amazingly well, but they've also followed different rules, and they've understood that, hey, this is the way that I want to be treated, and I'm going to... Maybe start here, but I'm not going to stay here in the relationship. Mm. Because what can happen in the new way relationship rules go, for a lot of people, they may not have you as their only person they're dating. They may have several people they're dating. Yeah. And you'll have no idea. And all they have to do to keep you string strung along is send you some emojis, and they yeah. can post a Facebook post, so glad for the special person in my life. There could be seven people that feel like they're the special yeah, person in true. your life that would all connect to that statement. And the person on the other end would be like, yeah, I've got all these people. And doesn't make that person necessarily a bad person. Yeah. Because just, I don't know how much the younger generation has really been educated on the value and, of the, and the need for deep abiding relationships. True. That require risk. Because what I've seen in the younger generation is they're so many of them that are risk averse because they've been given so much because they haven't been through the rigors of adversity in the way that a lot of us older people have. And so they're not, they don't know that this is one of the values is when you do experience heartache, when you do experience the feeling of rejection and your strength comes through getting over it and realizing your values, not in that person, yeah. which we'll go into that really heavy True. in another podcast, but your value is not in that person. But I think a lot of people today feel like their entire value is in the opinion of others. Yeah. And how sadly. those people see them. Yeah. And I was just talking to a young lady the other day. Her name was Abigail. And she was Abigail. talking about. Yeah. Was she probably going to be listening to this podcast? What up, Abigail? What up? Is it uh, Abigail or Abigail? Abigail. Abigail. Yeah. yeah. When she was younger, ever since she was like five years old, she had this crazy 
you know, um, fear of what people's opinions and, you know, even rejection. And she was conscious of, you know, not being perfect, not being right all the time and not looking the best all the time. So she had this big bout of depression as she was growing up, progressing through her life. And even today, you know, until she found her value in Jesus Christ, nothing was, uh, mm. you know, nothing uh, helped her throughout her walk. But now she's at University of Alabama and she's a what big up? voice and influencer speaking into women's lives. Wow. And this huge That's transformation uh, that happened in her life. And, and now people are getting the benefits of that, you know. Well, think about this. Society says you need to be free. Hey, I need to do me. You do you. Mm-hmm. Now, I think there are. They're right, and they, they want you to be you as long as you fit into their value standards. But if you're different, then there could be some problems. Wow. And the freedom they talk about, freedom to have sex with multiple people, freedom to date multiple people at the same time, freedom to not be bound by strings or attachments. Well, from the world of psychology, if somebody's not bound by any social attachments, they're called a sociopath because they can do anything to anyone Without remorse. And I think of the way people are dating today and have been taught to date is a lot of people are starting to date without remorse. They're starting to create relationships and starting to string people on more and more because it's more available to do that in an easier way than ever before in the history of our world without the empathy of these are real people on the other end of this social platform. Yeah. Like there's a person that really is loving me and and caring for me. You know, I remember one time I was dating this girl and I just wasn't that much into her, but it was convenient and it was easy. And she just, you know, kept, she was in my proximity around and we went to college together. And I was telling her that, you know, I just think we should be friends. And I was going into it and she was weeping. Well, I had Mm. no idea that she loved L O V E D loved, loved me. Cause in my heart, I liked her. Got she it. was pretty. She was nice. She was being a lot of fun, and, and she was a good person to hang out with. Got it. But I didn't love her that way. Gotcha. And so I think that's a face-to-face relationship. In today's world, people will put on a blank screen whatever they need. So if they need you to be, for you, Rashawn, if people need you to be this great Christian guy who is powerful and godly and always patient and super, well, that's what they're going to see you as if they have a blank screen. Because your blank screen, mm-hmm. you'll put whatever you need on it. And if you're, if somebody's a mean person or they're vindictive, then they're going to think, wow, Rashawn's just got that big smile, but behind that smile, he's insidious and he's going to take people out. Well, it depends on that person. Got it. So you could have multiple relationships going at the same time. And one of those people or five of those people could think that you're a faithful person mm. and you're dating just them. And then when it doesn't work out, their heart is broke and wrung and they can start to ask these questions. Questions like what? What was it about me that was so wrong? Am I ugly? Am I not good enough? Am I inadequate? Am I unlovable? Mm. Do do I not have the right clothes? Do I not make enough money? Am I not smart enough? Wow. Am I not skinny enough? Is my nose too big? Is my nose too short? Are my teeth big? Are my teeth too small? Am I too tall? Am I, you get the yeah, picture? yeah. And if you don't have an identity that's bigger than the person you're pursuing, then you will always find yourself on the other end of disappointment and rejection. And not that 
disappointment and rejection are just the worst things ever, although they feel like it at the time. But if if that's your stopgap, if that's your period, if that's where your identity ends, then where do you go from there? You go to the next person and you give up even more of your soul because you're even more desperate, more hungry, and more needy to find that value and that identity. Because not only did you enter the last relationship with a deficiency in who you saw yourself as, but now you have an even less of an identity because you gave part of it to the last person that you thought was committed to you. And yeah, it's so important that we understand that our uh, identity isn't grounded in people, but in God. And I think that's why so many people struggle on social media. You know, it's not the breeding ground of, you know, uh, insecurity and jealousy, but it is somewhere it's the sea of insecurity where you it grows on you if you stand there too long in those toxic waters. And people will do on social media what they would never, never do in person. Mm. Any, there are no heroes behind the keyboard yeah. saying mean things to others or being dishonest. And people can keep multiple relationships going at one time as, as a safety net. You know, I have mutual funds for our retirement. Now, I'll never retire like the world sees retirement Got where I'll it. just be on a beach somewhere and just, you know, looking for seashells. My retirement will be doing more and more ministry without the need to get paid for it. That's what my retirement will look like. It's good. But I have mutual funds that are diversified because if one fails, let's say I have one here that fails, well, I might have something over in Sweden that were invested or in Denmark and Legos, and that's going to be doing great. Well, people do that with relationships on social media. They'll have several relationships in different areas. So that if one fails, they've got another one here that they can rely on. And then if that one fails, well, it doesn't matter. I have like five more. Or they can get on the same day and create new relationships by initiating contact with people. They can go to the past. They can go to the present. Or they can go to the future to find new relationships. And the problem with that is you're not developing an identity that's superior to the people that you're around. Which means what man takes, man can. Mm. What man gives, man can take away. True. And this is going to be our next podcast, the very next one after this. You for sure want to listen to it because it's it's going to be something like God's secret sauce. That's it. That's finding it. the love you want or finding the love you want, God's secret sauce. And we're going to go over how to play in this game. Now that you've understood the rules have changed and to make sure that you are playing by the rules that you have today. And be aware, even if you don't want to interact in the social media world there may be people that you have a crush on or like or want to be with that do. True. And if you are a parent or somebody that has a friend that's single, well, you'll want to know how the landscape has changed so your your advice, your suggestions, your love is not antiquated, not as outdated like, you know, the love bug. Yeah. And that it can be relevant and helpful to the people that you love today. Amen? Mm, mm. You got to stay up. Stay up to date, guys. Stay up to date, guys. <laughs> Well, hey, everyone, we are so glad you tuned in because our passion is to bring the power of what we do in counseling through seeing people's lives changed and the power of social media influence that's good together in a way that we can communicate God's love in transformational ways, biblical principles, cutting edge counseling techniques that we bring to your radio your phone, home. anything that you home. listen to us on, your home, your iPhone, daycares, church lobbies, That's wherever, it. doctor's offices, <laughs> dating websites, true, true. wherever you can hear the content that will change your life. Yes. We want to be a part of that. So if you like this and you want more and you say, Sean, Rashawn, 
like that, Sean Rashawn. Then you can go to our counseling website. It's newvisioncounseling.live. And if you are in Oklahoma, then you can join us or you can fly in to be part of a counseling session because we have amazing counselors that marry biblical principles with cutting-edge counseling techniques. Or you can do coaching, which we can do over the phone or Skype or Zoom or things like that for issues related to parenting, singleness, Mm. burnout. A lot of pastors. I was talking to somebody yesterday that's an elder. And he says, how do you work with burned out pastors? Because there are so many. How do you work with single people? Because there are so many issues that they face at these big churches. True. And they needed a lot of resources. And then if you want to be inspired, Sean, how can they get a hold of you? Man, just reach out at 678-667-6582. Or hit me up on any of my social platforms, Rashawn Copeland. You'll find me. Rashawn Copeland. Hit him up. Hit him up. Let's go. Let's connect. Well, guys, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening today. So much. God bless you. And we will see you again really, really soon. Bye.